Hey everybody, this is Jade. Welcome to another episode of Jade Start Secrets podcast. Today I'm joined with John Templeton. He's a mentor, public speaker and a growth specialist and he's going to talk to us today about creating a life resume that counts. So the big question is this, how do we have the freedom we crave so badly when we're stuck in jobs we don't like, leaving us unfulfilled, exhausted and trapped? What if I told you that you're already qualified enough to start building a life on your terms, the life of your dreams? That is the question and this podcast will show you how by giving you the answers. My name is Jade Weller and welcome to Jade Start Secrets Podcast. Thank you very much for joining. Thank you. So I went to an event of yours about a year ago, actually. I've been, had the privilege of seeing you speak and on stage. And that, that event, you told your story, which is an incredibly inspiring one. So I thought maybe we could kickstart it off by you telling us a little bit about where you come from, what you were like growing up. and Cool. Yeah. For sure. A bit about you. Yeah, yeah. I'll fast forward to like the important bits, I guess. Yeah. Um, I was expelled from school at 16. Mm-hmm. So just naughty, drugs, alcohol, mm-hmm. fast cars. And... Um, I just, for a year, I just smoked as much marijuana as I could get my hands on and I lied in bed and didn't do much else. Mm. And then, like, my friends, it got to a point where those drugs escalated and my friends were starting to sort of kill themselves and all sorts of messed up stuff. And I was mm. like, this isn't serving me anymore. Like, mm. something's got to happen. So I joined the army, as you know, and um, not much changed. I was in a structured environment, but... I was still like a rebel kid. Like I, I was still a naughty kid. <laughs> I remember seeing a photo that you posted of you with a big carton of beer underneath your arm in the New Zealand. Tank. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to mischief. Yeah, yeah. And you know, there's a little bit of that still there. I think as an entrepreneur, you need a bit of that in you. Um, but then I got posted to East Timor uh, mm-hmm. for seven months with the military. Mm-hmm. And I was going to come back because we got paid okay. Mm-hmm. And I had no expenses because I was living in a tent and eating soggy food. So mm. I was like, okay, I saved some money. And I was going to buy this. I knew what car I wanted. I knew what I like wanted to spend my money on. Mm-hmm. And then someone, and I didn't really like the guy, gave me a book to read. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll read it. And um, that book was called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And I'm sure you've read it. And, yeah. and everybody listening probably knows about it. And I read it and it opened my eyes up to like a different way of life i was just Mm. like really this is all you have to do and you can create financial freedom and wealth Mm. and so when i went back to new zealand instead of buying a car i was like i'm just gonna buy a house and i had no idea what i was doing yeah i was just like let's see what happens and randomly a guy in my unit was like because I was in New Zealand, he's like, I'm moving to Australia with my family and we need to sell our house as soon as possible. You can have it for what we paid for it. And I was like, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. And bought it. Still being an absolute shithead, we trashed the house, like <laughs> drinking every weekend, partying. We had the police around a lot, the military police around. Yeah. Um, and it got to the point where it stressed me out. I was like, I don't yeah. like paying bills, this whole mortgage thing. I was like, I'm done. So I put it on the market mm. and I ended up selling it and making $30,000 profit mm. on top of what I had after, it was between three or six months. I can't remember exactly, but either way, I was like, for for like this little terror, mm. I was like, fuck, I just made a lot of money out of that. Yeah. And that's when I, that's when I realized that like, it doesn't matter who you are, where mm. you've come from, what you've done. If you can just acquire some knowledge and then literally put it into practice, mm. Like it'll happen. Mm. Um, and so that was my first taste of 
like I guess succeeding yeah. um, at something I've never even conceptualized before. Yeah. Wow. That's very mm. inspiring. Mm. And so fast forward, what did you, when, when did you first get into business? When did you transition from the property market over? Uh, I still have properties. Mm -hmm. That's still like my investment portfolio. Yeah. Uh, but business was, so in 2009, I was training the New Zealand Special Forces. I don't mm -hmm. know if you know about that part mm -hmm. of the story. So through the military, I became a physical trainer. Mm hmm I did quite well and got to train with the New Zealand SAS. Mm. And then during that period, I, I, I like hit a, a roof in the military. Like mm. you're constrained by your time and the courses you do, not by your ability. Yeah. So I sort of, I outgrew it. Mm. And I, I knew I could do my own thing. So I left and I started my first business, which was like a personal training business with a friend. Yeah. That went well, <laughs> but... Um, we weren't earning that much. We mm. were putting in, as you would know, stupid hours, yeah. getting very, very little sleep. And it got to the point where I felt like I was doing more work. Yeah. I didn't have a side hustle. He happened to be selling illegal substances for a side hustle and I just didn't want to bar of it. Yeah. Um, and it got to the point where we had a physical fight because we lived together as well. So we had a punch up and I walked away. So yeah. I left about 15,000 in the business and mm. walked away from it. And Another friend of mine said, do you want to start a gym up with me? And I had no money at the stage because mm. I was, I was, um, that had gone and I had my, my property mm. and so I had no money and I borrowed from my mum. I was like, mum, I need $30,000. I'm going to start another business. Mm. And of course she was like, no, at first. Mm. And I was like, if anything goes wrong, you can have my house. Like I'm, I really want to do this. Mm. Uh, and so she's like, okay. So she gave me 30 grand mm. and I went in with a couple of other friends and we started a CrossFit gym. Was this before CrossFit really took off? Yeah, we were really lucky with our yeah. time. Like no business skills at all. Yeah. Um, but we got in and then it took off. Yeah. And so our business, it, it, I'll actually tell this because it's, it's pretty, like this is pretty cool, okay? This is what it takes. So we hired this facility yeah. and none of us had much money because it was all in the business. Yeah. So there was a room upstairs, like in the mezzanine of the gym, mm. and we slept up there. Like it was illegal. It, was, it wasn't a residential area. Mm. There was no shower. There was no cooking. There was one toilet. There was, um, we had mattresses. So there were three guys. Three of us went in. The two guys were bigger and older and stronger than me. So they had the actual mattresses, and I slept, slept in the crack oh, in between the two mattresses. <laughs> yeah. We used to shower there was a hose outside, mm -hmm. so we'd just have a bar of soap, and New Zealand can get cold. Was um, this over in New Zealand? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. So it was oh, cold. Wow. <laughs> so we'd shower there, and we had an electric frying pan, and we'd just have eggs, because they're cheap, and yeah. baked beans. Yeah. That's it for the you day. bootstrapped it. Hard. Yeah. And it got to the point where we were like, because we didn't have enough members, we're like, mm. we're going to have to close down. Like, mm. hey, what are we going to do? We're going to move home, and we're going to stay living in this town, and one by one. And our threshold to break even was like 27 or 28 members. And the day we had that member, we went out on the town. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So was that a slow progression or did you guys just come up with a new strategy, smash it? No, we these? had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. No idea at all. Um, like really no idea. We were three fit guys. Yeah. We had we were all physical trainers, so we yeah. knew about it, but we had yeah. no business skills. Yeah. So we were just passionate about the training Yeah. and uh, word of mouth. And we had people come and go. Yeah. But then eventually it got to that tipping point yeah. and the word of mouth did the job for us kind of thing. Yeah. It was like, and then it flourished and we yeah. had a hundred members and we were just having a song and dance. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's, it's funny with when it comes to getting traffic to your business. So everybody sort of relies on that word of mouth because that's obviously what we're used to. We're used to building connections and relationships. And so if we can get as many people talking about connections and relationships as possible, we go, our business is going to succeed. But there's so many different ways to attract customers, as we now know. <laughs> yeah. Like the, there's, you know, different strategies through social media, through cold traffic, through automation, everything. And so when you're first starting a business, you're not thinking about any of those. You're just like, who can I tell and who's going to listen yeah. to me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, this is what I'm passionate about. Yeah, I'm going to do it. And yeah. because I'm passionate, people are going to come. Yeah. But, um, yeah. it's It's funny. We actually did a podcast recently, Aaron, and I, we were talking about how surfing's kind of like, if you can find a rip as you're paddling out, it's kind of like a trend in, in the business sense. Like, yeah. if you can find that, that trend, just as the, or the rip is starting, the timing's everything in business. If you can totally. nail that, then you can sort of roll up and learn what you need to learn. And, and I think it's changing as well. Like, back in the day, it probably was more traditional you filled a need and people talked about it and business grew and now it's like it's an art yeah i mean there are people making so much money like you you know about drop shipping yeah and i mean selling items that you would never even consider to have in your life and they're making ten twenty thousand dollars a week yeah and it's like some 14-year-old kid at home just <laughs> pressing a button. Like, it's crazy. That, that Wish app blows my mind. I don't know Tell me. how. I don't I even know. know what it is. What is it? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. I do know what it is. It's like eBay. It appears on Facebook. Is it? Is it? Is it shopping? It's shopping, like yeah. eBay. Yeah, okay. It's I've bought off there. Yeah, it's just the stuff you see. <laughs> They're like, how do they know what I want? <laughs> I know. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, fast forward to moving to Australia. So, you yeah. went for NZ. So, we had that one business and it did really well and we opened another one and just modeled it yeah so we had two businesses they were going well and then i um for about a year for about a year i wanted to get out from that again i just wanted to grow i was like nah, there's yeah. more to, there's more to this yeah. um i need to spread my wings so i was thinking about that for about 12 months yeah. and then i met a girl in australia yeah online but she was in australia yeah. and we fell in love mm. and so she was in darwin i was in new zealand mm. and like gold coast was kind of the middle point for us yeah so we moved here i sold the business that was my first sort of experience with selling a business as well yeah sold the business was in a really really great spot mm. like financially um physically mentally emotionally my life was like i thought i'd cracked it completely cracked it and so we moved to the gold coast and i, I remember i took my notebook out and i sat on the canals and i was like what do i want my life to look like mm. because every time i've sort of had a phase of success i've always like planned it out yeah so i sat down and I, I wrote down that I wanted like an online business now this time mm-hmm. um, and doing 10k a week uh, 10k a month yeah and I wanted to have like a like a mentoring and speaking business mm. so I, I had about 150k cash and I put it into these two new business ventures and learned the hard way that it's it's not that easy yeah. so my relationship was really bad that broke down I was super sick I was probably about at my worst, like 15 kilos lighter than my average. Oh, wow. Um, and it happened quick. Like, yeah. yeah, and I started to grow, like, I don't know if you can see these scars, but I used yeah. to, I got, like, warts grow all over my body. Oh, wow. Um, that was, like, stress, just pure stress of this relationship because she was suicidal. She had mm. kids. She didn't have custody of them. She was trying to launch an online business. I was trying to launch two. It's just a lot of stress. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. So I... Like, I, I didn't break, but my body started to break. Yeah. So I broke that off. I had to get a coach because I was, like, messed up. Yeah. I broke that off. Mm. 
one of my businesses, like my mentoring business, I had to close down. It mm. was just too much work. And then I focused solely on my online training business. Mm. And at the time, it was doing $200 a week mm. and I had no money. 450K was gone. Mm. And so I had to sell a house. Mm. So I sold a house in New Zealand and it was way undervalued. I just needed money to survive, yeah. uh, to, to some cash flow. So I had 11,000 New Zealand dollars and I just went all in on this website. I was like, fuck it, boom. Burn the boats. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> new website, um, like I got someone to help me with the marketing a little bit yeah. more, put it all into place. Fast forward one and a half years and it was doing 100,000 a year. Yeah. Um, like that financial year it did. So the first financial year, it did, like when I invested, it was like, it did 57,000 in the year. In the 50s, might have been something else. And then the next financial year after that, it did 127 and a half. Wow. And I was like, like at six figures was like a massive goal for me. Yeah. So I was like, fucking crapped it yeah. online. <laughs> um, and I've recently just sold that business. Oh, so wow. that, that online, yeah, thank you. That, that settles at the end of this month. So yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. A lot of people would look at, uh, you know, 40, 50 K for their first year and go, Oh, my business is a failure. It's not making, you know, it's not enough to replace my salary or whatever, but it actually takes like a rubber band effect it takes a business cycle takes time. And if you don't have the patience to stick it out, yeah. you're seeing its full potential. hundred percent. Yeah. And look, everybody, it's like, you, you see that meme of that person like digging for diamonds yeah. and he turns around just before he gets them. Yeah. Like that's the truth. Yeah. That's what happens. And yeah. you need to be resilient yeah. and you need, you know, I, I, this is what I say to my, when I was coaching athletes, mm -hmm. I would say you need to be prepared to die to win yeah. for the goal, for the cause, for whatever your goal is. You need, yeah. it needs to be your life. Yeah. I would rather you had a short, like successful life and mm -hmm. fulfilling doing what you want to do yeah. than a long life of just averageness, not really being fulfilled. Yeah. So I'm like, go for what you want. Yeah. Go, even if you die, just Fuck, you'll, you'll have fun, you'll inspire others, and you probably won't die and you'll succeed. Yeah, and it comes back to make sure the business that you do ties in with what you want to do as well. So I've actually met a lot of entrepreneurs who get bored with their businesses and then they sabotage because they're trying to create some sort of conflict or some sort of drama or some sort of goal again because they achieve their goal of money very, very quickly or whatever it was they're setting out to do and yeah. they get bored. So yeah. Yeah, I see it all the time as well. So tell me a little bit about your coaching and your speaking and everything that you're doing. Yeah, so that has always been inside of me. Yeah. Like I listened to Tony Robbins when I when I was doing stupid long hours yeah. um, with my very first business. I had to catch the bus into one of the gyms mm -hmm. and I'd get up at 4 a.m., catch the bus, work all day because I couldn't park there because parking in Auckland City was crazy. So I would just hit Tony Robbins. Yeah. And he would just oh, He's amazing. Isn't such he? a legend. Yeah. <laughs> such I'm a, a legend. massive fan too. <laughs> You've um, been to one of his events, haven't you? Yeah, Unleash the Power. Unleash the that Power, was cool. yeah. That was cool. Um so I've always been like inspired and motivated, and I've always been a bit of a leader. Like at school, mm -hmm. I was the class clown. I've always been used to attention, you could say. Mm -hmm. And so I did my I did my master hypnotherapy training a few years ago now. Mm -hmm. Um to help my athletes. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, it's not the athletes that need help. Like it's, it's most normal people in everyday life yeah. or like people in business. They, it, what's stopping them is the mindset stuff. Yeah. So I, I was like on the fence then I was like a personal trainer, like in the fitness space, but I was also like mindset. And I started to do like NLP training and all that kind of stuff and to do with the mind. Mm. And the more I did it, I was like, this is the path I want to follow. Yeah. 
Um, and it wasn't until I cut the personal trainer, the online business out of my life that that grew. Yeah. So for ages I was... Because your focus was split. Yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Like, focus. <laughs> so, yeah, it was... It was and, and, like, my identity was split. Yeah. And that's what I talk about a lot because your identity, who you believe you are, you, you'll get the results equal to that. Yeah. And so I didn't know who I was. I was like, am I this sort of CrossFit coach, online trainer, or am I this, um, like, speaker... Mm. mindset coach because they're two very different things yeah. yeah and i was like who do i sh when i wake up in the morning like who do i show up as yeah who do i want to be yeah. um and it wasn't until i literally like i even it, change your face you know your bio on instagram yeah. Yeah. i was like it's not until that changes that you change yeah. so i like crossed off all of the fitness stuff and yeah. i was like i'm a speaker i'm a mentor you know that's who i am that's who i'm going to show myself to the world yeah that's when everything changed. Yeah. When I committed to being that person. Yeah. I know for me, I went through a bit of a shift too because I told you just before we turned the camera on my story about how I wanted to be a lawyer. And for years I worked so hard to be a lawyer. I sacrificed everything. Like it was just, you know, I consumed me. I studied. I worked. I was all about being a lawyer. I graduated and I landed this amazing job and it wasn't as a lawyer. Yeah. And I lost my identity. <laughs> I was like, well, what am I doing? Am I, a lawyer? I obviously I am a lawyer. I'm admitted, but I'm not practicing as one. And so then I kind of went through this phase where I was like, well, what does that mean? Like, who, what do I want to be? Who am I? Like I, I had Jade start and everything still. And do I want to pursue that? Or, or do I, should I be doing law because I spent so much money and time? Should I, is that what I should be doing? And then I realized, no, I, I, a profession doesn't define who you are. You just mm -hmm. need to choose everything sort of like, like you said, aligns once you choose who you want to be. And so it's, I'm actually going to be using my law degree to set up a business in that field, but I, I don't need to practice. And I've yeah. finally become comfortable with that too. Yeah. It took some time. For sure. Yeah. I think it messes a lot of people up. Like when they don't know who they are, yeah. or like you said, you know, I see it a lot with, um, with athletes or, mm. or professional sports people when they, when their career finishes, who are they? Yeah. Like they become nobody and that's why they turn to drugs, alcohol, gambling and yeah. I don't know, uh, domestic violence because yeah. they just, they, they, it's like they don't have a place in the world anymore. Yeah. I actually see it a lot with a lot of 24 year olds. Do you? Yes. Because they're so courageous and fearless and that sort of generation, they are very independent. So they go through their late teens, their early 20s, discovering who they are, and they often make choices with which university they want to go to. They're often in jobs. But then they get to a stage where they're like, but I don't want this to be for the rest of my life. So I'm finding the midlife crisis is starting to happen yeah, right. in mid-20s. And people are sort of saying, where do I want to go? I don't want to be in this job anymore, but what do I want to do? And so they're starting to explore who they are and, yep. and what interests them. They're starting to get a lot of mentors, a lot of coaches, and, and starting to, to choose different careers. Yeah. And so I've been I've been finding that a lot in a lot of 24-year-olds lately, which is perfect for the life resume that you were going to talk about as well. Yeah, for sure. Then they've got plenty of time up their sleeve to be able to build <laughs> Life yeah. So, yeah. what are some tips for for these guys to build um, an awesome life resume? The first thing I want to say is, like what you went through, um, doing that whole law thing, and then not not using it per se. It doesn't. I don't really. It doesn't matter what you do. Mm. It's like the traits and the characteristics you bring to what you do. Mm. So, whether you're cleaning toilets mm. or you're, I don't know, an entrepreneur, like work as hard as you can. Yeah. Because that's. It's like. It's like training in the gym, right? Yeah. So you train as hard as you can and then real life tests you. You have to run, you have to climb a fence. I don't know, there's, there's, a, there's a challenge in real life. You worked as hard as you could 
in law mm. and you stimulated your mind and you you had tenacity and resilience right mm. and you've got that so it doesn't so like whatever life throws at you now yeah you've got those attributes and skills yeah so i don't i don't believe the um the actual the, the topic is that the right word the topic or the, the thing you're doing matters i think it's more like who you are whilst you're doing it yeah so whether you are yeah flipping burgers or selling cars be your be the best you yeah bring positive traits into the field like yeah. be be fulfilled and and i talk about this a lot especially with building the life resume it's like let's let's play this game out so okay. so what like what, what are you what are you striving for right now i'm striving for freedom okay freedom to be able to do what it is that I want to do when I want to do it on my terms yep. instead of feeling like I have to live out a certain set of rules or guidelines because I'm controlled by other influences. Mm -hmm. So if I choose to work, I want it to be on my terms, yep. not on other people's terms because I need to be able to, you know, earn a salary or do whatever it is I need to be able to do. As an entrepreneur, I want to be, I don't want my business to succeed for the sake of making money. I want it to succeed for the impact it can have. And so I want to have, be able to create that environment where I have the freedom to be able to do that. So I suppose the underlying factor for me is freedom is what cool. I'm ultimately striving for. And why do you want freedom? Because I think that being able to make choices that come from your heart, not from other environmental circumstances, are ultimately the most liberating. And I think it's probably because I came from an environment where I'm breaking a lot of molds. And so like I've, I've been doing a lot of things that no one in my family's done. Um, and I've been breaking a lot of the false beliefs that I have with inside myself. And so that creates a sense of freedom where then I'm able to shape and mold myself instead of, on what I want and what I feel instead of being shaped or molded by the environment. That's mm -hmm. ultimately what I want. To We're going to keep playing this game. So why is that important, why is, why is that important to you? <laughs> Um, I don't know. I know. We're going to get there soon. <laughs> so why? Tease it out of me. <laughs> um, well, I don't know because I suppose I just, I don't want to be constrained by anything that, that isn't in my control. Mm -hmm. So why is it important not to be constrained? Um, because I want to live the best version of my life. Why is it important to live the best version of your life? I suppose, because then I'll have a legacy my kids will be proud of. And why is that important? Because <laughs> I want them to be able to achieve anything they want in life without having an environment where they could be inhibited. Why is that important? I don't know. Um, I know it either comes down to love, relationships, or there's one other thing, but I can't think of how. I don't know. Don't think about it. <laughs> Why is it important? Oh, because to I love I, I will love my kids, I suppose. And why is it important to love your kids? Because uh, love, I think, is the ultimate emotion that we experience as humans. It's what everything's all about. Cool, cool. We got there. So <laughs> it's like what? A, it doesn't matter what you are doing with your life, mm. whether you are a soldier and you're in the military and you're going fighting people, whether you're a freaking terrorist and you're doing whatever you do as a terrorist, or whether you're an entrepreneur. All anyone is ever trying to do is find an emotion that they're missing mm. or an emotion that they want in their life. And so yours was love. Like ultimately mm. it comes down to love for people in business, entrepreneurs. It's like, why are you doing this? Why? And you'll get to the end and it'll be like, because it makes me happy. 
something something along the lines like a happiness because it makes me feel good it will come down to an emotion and most people don't actually realize that but when you realize because to answer this now have you ever felt loved without all the things you're chasing yes of course yes. so you already have love in you that's fulfillment mm. so you when the moment you realize you already have it all in you and like any of the like like buddhism uh, like tao zen it's that all the gurus will say it's already within you it's yeah. already within you and people don't really know what it means but it's like it is literally already within you yeah and so once you realize that that's when you become a powerhouse yeah because you go from a lack mentality into an abundance mm. mentality because mm. you realize you've already got it mm. and now you're like bring it i've already got it I already know I've got it and I get frustrated that I can't because I just want to, I am such a love bomb. I just love giving positivity, happiness, just helping, helping. I'm a connector because it's a show, a sign of love. And I get frustrated that I get constrained to not be able to do it as often as I want because, you know, society says you have to go and earn a salary to pay bills to be able to do everything you want so to do. So come back yeah. to the love inside you. Yeah. Just find that and make your decisions based on that mm. and your, your energy throughout the day mm. Because when you're in a state of love, like love's a great emotion, gratitude, mm. love. When you're in those elevated states, you're going to make great decisions. People mm. are going to feel it. Yeah. Like you'll literally be able to affect people without talking to them yeah. with your love. Yeah. Whereas if you get frustrated mm. and you decide in states of frustration or you talk to people in states of frustration, again, they're going to feel that. Yeah. So that's this is like one of the reasons many people don't succeed mm. is because they they're chasing something they already have and mm. you're you're literally telling your unconscious mind you don't have it mm. and that's like that's depressing yeah. like i don't have it i don't have it i don't have it all day it's like you do have it yeah. when you can sit by yourself in silence and realize you've already got everything you need because we're just chasing emotions and yeah. you've got them already yeah so when you realize that it's like now you're free to go into the world and succeed yeah Makes That's sense. Awesome advice. Mm. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got um, a new course that's launching very soon, Amplify yeah. Your Growth. Yeah. So is this what some people can experience as part of your course? For sure. Like that's a that's like basic entry level. Mm -hmm. um, people, most people want strategies, tools, and tactics, mm. and that's super important. That's like how do I do it? Mm. So we go through a, a phase of this, like teaching people how the world actually works. Mm get them to a point where they can then implement tools and strategies. Cause you could give uh, like a business strategy to someone who's not emotionally stable and they're never going to do well with it. Mm. You can give someone all the tools in the world, mm. but until they have like subconscious alignment, yeah. they're going to fail. Mm. So it's, it's the whole package. That's why it's a 12 month membership because mm. if anybody sort of does less than that, they're getting a sprinkle of salt. They're not getting the whole dish. Yeah. So I'm a big believer in, I'm a big believer in changing people's lives in the, in the way that it like, oh, one of my big emotions I struggle with is guilt. Sometimes I feel guilty when someone does not do, and I can see they're this close and they quit, they self-sabotage. And so that's why I take people for 12 months because yeah. I'm like, you are coming with me and I'm going to walk you towards your success. No, right? no chance of bailing. Yeah, then. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, as you know, I've run events. And in the events, I can I can make huge changes in people. Mm. I can give them all the tools and reference material so they can go back to it. Mm. But what I find is just it, just having a mentor, having just yeah. someone once a week, once a month to be like, are we on track? Yeah. What are the, what are the roadblocks? This yeah. okay. Refer back to this uh, part of your book. Ah, oh, yeah. got it. Cool. 
Otherwise, people just get distracted by the environment. You know, I found the same with my clients as well. I do a lot of monthly and week, some are fortnightly, some are monthly. It depends on the individual, but they're the same. Like towards the end of the period, when we're due for another session, that's when they're really starting to get distracted with other things, and we've got to kind of rope them back in. So without the benefit of having those extra touch points, I can totally see how they would just give up and bail. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what's the biggest piece of advice you would have for the listeners? Who the are... biggest piece of advice is join my Facebook group. It's called <laughs> Amplify Your Growth. Uh, that's where I share what we just went through that process is that type of thing mm. because it blows people's minds and it's something they haven't heard before and it literally that alone changes their, their life mm. they'll wake up and be like that's why I preach meditation because once you can get into a state of abundance mm. you're unstoppable actually just before we turn the camera on you told me a story about how the exact power of meditation about how you were on stage talking at one of your first events, and it absolutely oh yes you. yes yes. <laughs> okay, I was like, which story? Which story? Okay, so yeah, I ran it at my first big two day event, and was doing big hours leading in. Am I talking to you or am I talking to them? Whichever you like. Hey guys, <laughs> um, I was doing massive hours leading into it, mm-hmm. and pretty stressed out. Pretty stressed out. Managing my emotions, but pretty stressed out. And then after day one, so during day one, I taught them like a manifesting meditation and I'd used it in the past to even create that event. I'd used it and Mm. it's a way in which you can ultimately ask and then have space and receive. Mm. And I got super, during that first day, I started to get like running nose and stuff and I, like it wasn't like me, like I never get sick and I started to get sick Mm. and I went home that night. It was like midnight. I got home at like 12.30 had a cup of tea but I was just profusely sweating and yeah. shivering and I was like wow I like how can I go in tomorrow like the leader of this group yeah. inspire when I'm a mess and so I know it's capable in the body mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've felt it seen it experienced it especially in the army yes training, you guys have to and more so doing like meditation courses where you meditate for like almost a week straight mm-hmm. and see people just transform Wow. Right? <laughs> and so I knew what was possible, and this was an opportunity for me to to, to walk the talk, right? Yeah. So I, I went to bed that night, and I was just shivering, and all I did was do – I went through my – it was there's three sort of stages to the meditation, mm-hmm. and I went through it, and I, I couldn't sleep. I was just a mess, but I just kept meditating, kept meditating on, on my health. I was yeah. like, I'm going to be healthy tomorrow. I'm going to be healthy. Went through the process, and, and during some stage, I fell asleep. Um, I would have got about three hours and I woke up and like the bed was so wet, literally like someone had poured, not just a bucket, but buckets. I must've been rolling around and just whatever, but it came out of me and I woke up better, feeling better than I had the day before. Wow. Like it was amazing. And I was like, whoa, like this works. That's insane. I know. Wow. Actually Incredible. talking about manifesting one time I was sick cause it was only a few months ago and I went to sleep on the bed. And I dreamt that when I woke up and opened my eyes, Aaron was going to be standing in front of me with a bunch of red roses. Yeah. I kid you not. He came home. He was sitting in front of me with a bunch of red roses. He, I opened my eyes and the first thing I said to him was, I just dreamt this. Insane. I've never yes. had anything like that happen before. But yeah, it's, I, the power is so strong. Have you read about the Acacia Records? No. Okay. That's your next book. Okay. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Love to read cool. it.
Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us. So we will make sure that there's a link below to or on the podcast for the Facebook group and then also to your Amplify Your Growth once that goes live. Cool. Um, is there anything else you want to share before we sign off? Just go after what you want. Like legitimately, this is my belief and I would just, if I could give you something, it's like commit your life to the cause that you truly believe in. And if you aren't sure what that is yet, just have the intent of knowing what it is. Do not settle for what the, the society dictates as normal or even what your parents or other people. Go with what you truly want and commit your life to it. Even if that is a short but fulfilled life where you get to inspire others. Because living as yourself every day, you, you wouldn't care about death because you're just so alive, right? Mm. The worst fear is to die and not to have actually lived. So... Mm. Just go after it. It gives me goosebumps. That's all I say. It's the greatest feeling in the world. Awesome. Thank you very much. Well, it's been awesome having you. Thank and you. I look forward to catching up with you soon. This <laughs> If you've enjoyed this episode, subscribe, leave us a rating, along with any feedback on what you thought of this episode. We use that feedback to improve future episodes for you. Also, share us on your social media and use the hashtag StartupHacker so we can see you're a fan and you can go in the draw to win a free spot at the Jade Start Secrets workshop, which is delivered online. At this workshop, we'll take you through the steps of discovering your hidden talents and passions, finding a business idea that's perfect for you and your DNA, then helping you validate that idea to make sure it's going to be a hit. Finally, we get that idea ready for you to test on your market before you launch it. To find out more, visit jadestartsecrets.com.